Today we come to Luke chapter 9. This is a rich and a fascinating uh, chapter full of allusions, not illusions, but allusions to the Old Testament. And uh, there are uh, some familiar events taking place in this chapter. For example, Jesus feeding the 5,000 or Peter confessing Jesus as the Christ and the transfiguration. Uh, for our devotional today, I simply want to make one observation, one overarching observation from this chapter, and it's one that we have talked before about, but I just, I love the idea of it, and it, it is the idea taken from the, the kind of transfiguration about Jesus bringing about a new exodus. Throughout Luke's gospel, we have seen Luke make connections to the Old Testament when presenting who Jesus is and what he came to do. We've seen that all throughout. Remember that in chapter 1, we saw a heavy focus on Jesus being the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham to bless all the nations through him. In chapter 2, we saw Luke showing us that Jesus came as the fulfillment of God's promise to David, that one would come as a shepherd and a king who would sit on the throne of David forever. And also that Jesus came to fulfill and be completely obedient to the law of Moses. At the end of chapters 3 and 4, we saw uh, Luke show us that ju just as both Adam and Israel in the Old Testament disobeyed the law of God that were given to them, Jesus came to succeed and obey perfectly. So throughout the early chapters of Luke, uh, he has been presenting Jesus as the one the whole Old Testament was looking forward to and foreshadowing. Well, that trend continues in our chapter today, most clearly, like I said, in the account of the transfiguration. Luke adds detail in this account that not all the other gospel writers do. That is one of the beauties of having four gospel accounts rather than just one. Some of them add layers of detail that the others don't for whatever reason. They had other goals in mind. Thus, God has graciously given us through four Gospels a much fuller picture. What we find Luke doing in this account of the Transfiguration is showing that Jesus, through his life, death, and resurrection, is, a, is leading people through a much greater exodus than Moses ever did out of Egypt. Luke does this by making repeated allusions to the Old Testament exodus out of Egypt under Moses and even by calling Jesus' death and resurrection, actually calling it an exodus in verse 31. Let's look a little more closely at some of these connections. Again, we're reminded from other gospel accounts that Jesus promised to his disciples that they would, in verse 27, not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. And we said that that's fulfilled in what takes place in the very next verse, or beginning in the next verse, that is the transfiguration. And it is that event that the, in that event, that the disciples were given a glimpse of the full glory of Jesus in his kingdom. But then Luke, as Luke fleshes out what took place, he does so in such a way that his original readers would not have missed out on the significance. First of all, it says in verse 28 that the transfiguration takes place, quote, up on the mountain, just as Moses had been on the, on the mountain when the Lord visited him and gave him the Ten Commandments. Exodus 24 and 34. Additionally, before their very eyes, Luke writes that in verse 29, that the appearance of Jesus' face was altered. 
just as Moses' face had changed when the Lord visited him on the mountain in Exodus 34. Even further, just, when Moses went, just as when Moses went up on the mountain to meet the Lord and a cloud covered the mountain to symbolize the presence of the Lord in Exodus 24, so also here at the transfiguration of Jesus, a cloud came and overshadowed them. Verse 34. Just as Moses entered the cloud of the glory of the Lord in Exodus 24, 18, so it was that the disciples entered the cloud of the glory of Jesus Christ in Luke 9, 34. Also, just as the Lord in those days would meet with Moses in the tent of meeting in Exodus 33, in the same way Peter felt compelled to ask if he should set up a tent for the glorious transfiguration that was taking place, verse, 20, verse 33. All of this is not even to mention that Moses is standing there along with Elijah. Over and over again, verse after verse, Luke appears to be making overt allusions to the events of the original exodus out of Egypt under Moses in his description of Jesus' transfiguration. In fact, the most direct link, as I mentioned earlier, between uh, that Old Testament event and the transfiguration is in Luke 9.31 where Luke actually describes the impending death and resurrection of Jesus as an exodus. Our English translations often translate it as his departure uh, because Luke 9.31, for example, in the ESV says, uh, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem, a departure which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Hmm. The Greek word behind that word departure is actually the word exodus. Exodus. Luke is intentionally describing Jesus' soon-to-happen death and resurrection as another exodus, but a greater one than, a mo than, than happened through Moses. What does Luke mean by this? Well, Moses led the people of Israel in an exodus out of physical and temporary slave in e slavery in Egypt, even though it lasted 430 years, 430 years of slavery in the Old Testament in Egypt, Israel and Egypt, compared to an eternity of, of, of uh, bondage in hell. Uh, it, 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 the, what Jesus would accomplish through his own life and death and resurrection from the dead uh, is so much greater. Jesus also makes it clear that just as the Old Testament people had to walk through the wilderness before they reached the promised land, we too will have to walk through a wilderness, denying ourselves, taking up our crosses daily and follow him before we arrive fully and eternally in that glorious kingdom of which Jesus gave his disciples a glimpse that day in his transfiguration. It is in this chapter that Jesus, as it says in verses 51 and 53, set his face to go to Jerusalem in order to accomplish for us our exodus from sin and a place in his everlasting kingdom. There is a lot more that could be said about Luke chapter 9, but that is what we will think about for today.